Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And tonight's show is uh, kind of a bittersweet episode. Um, Just last week, ladies and gentlemen, we literally lost the voice of Batman. Uh, Kevin no, Conroy, no, no, no. He, he was the Batman. <laughs> he was the Batman, okay. Kind of threw me off there, okay. Uh, Sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. I, I'm a fan of the animated series, too. So, yeah, trust me. I know. Um, but, yes, Kevin Conroy did pass away last week, ladies and gentlemen, at the age of 66, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe 66. Um, he was legitimately, like what Chip said, he was the voice behind DC Comics superhero Batman for a variety of different uh, projects. I think most people most notably know him uh, for uh, Batman the Animated Series, and um, and they've also known him from, you know, Mask of the Phantom, Return of the Joker, The Killing Joke, um, all types of Batman-related uh, 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 projects. And uh, how do you guys feel? First of all, before we get into the actual list tonight, how did you guys uh, react when you heard the news of the passing of Kevin Conroy? Uh, man, I was fucked up for, for a hot minute. Uh, I mean, cause I mean, he, Kevin Conroy was, was Batman. Like, yeah, there was some people who played Batman in, in the movies or whatnot, but nobody, not, not a single one of them, in my opinion, came anywhere close to what Conroy did for Batman. They were not able to get the the mannerisms and everything down like he did. Like he, he was, was the man. Roger. Yeah. I mean, I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was one of those, Oh, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, such and such died and you got to look it up and then nothing's really said. And then, um, I think it was his family, his agent or something like that, that first released the information and they just sort of caught me off guard. Cause I mean, I mean, I knew he was sick, but it's one of those things where you don't, expect him to ever pass kind of thing you know like that's batman you don't yeah. expect batman to die exactly <laughs> right. yeah it, it, it's crazy um i mean a big part of my childhood growing up i was always a big fan of the uh the uh, batman the animated series as i'm sure you guys also were fans of batman the animated series which tonight ladies and gentlemen is what the show is about tonight it we are we are counting down the top 14 best episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Now, Batman the Animated Series is one of the most celebrated comic to cartoon adaptations of all time. From the moment the cartoon began, the fans knew that they were in for some for, for a treat just based on the intro alone. And I'll tell you, that was probably the best intro of any cartoon that I watched growing up. My personal opinion, agree or disagree. It may have been a little too long for some people, but it was still very, very much beloved. It got fans pumped up for the upcoming adventure with Batman. There are a lot of episodes to go through, but some of them have clever uh, takes on cliched villains, um, and others are a bit more classically action-packed. And whatever fan of the Cape Crusader are looking for, uh, Batman the Animated Series pretty much had it, had it all covered. Uh, for those that have never watched the cartoon, well, number one, you definitely missed out. But these 14 episodes we're going to talk about today will definitely get you hooked. Um, that being said, let's just jump straight on into it. These are the 14 best Batman the Animated Series episodes. Uh, Chip, do you want to kick it off tonight? Um, You know what? I think I will. Let's see. The first one we're going to talk about is the episode entitled Legends of the Dark Knight. Uh, so this is a fun episode that showcases the many eras of Batman. It begins with three kids telling stories about him. Uh, the first begins with an homage to the cheesier 60s side of the Cape Crusader involving the Joker. The second is a look at the dark side of the 80s comics wherein Batman is an older brute 
who will not get pushed around. And then the final story takes place in the present with Batman taking on Firefly, a villain who was not in the cartoon very much. Um, Now I did, I personally did enjoy this episode because I grew up being a little older than the both of you. Uh, My first introduction to Batman was reruns of the 1960s Batman with um, Adam West and Burt Ward uh, who played Batman and Robin and then uh, Cesar Romero as the Joker those like that was what I grew up on is catching those old reruns and with them then you know I moved on to the to the comics and uh, everything. And then, you know, the first real live action movie was the, the 1989 Tim Burton Batman with Michael Keaton as Batman and Jack Nicholson as the Joker, Uh, you know, and then, you know, we move on to there. There's been many, renditions of who have played batman since then but that was like my childhood and then um like this episode just kind of brought all that back but you had kevin conroy as the voice of batman and he just wow right I'm sorry, um I'm rambling oh no you're good brother you're good fanboy it's all good um uh, and to many people out there, if if you've never seen the the, the, the episode, um, and you are more of a fan of the comic than you are the adaptation, this particular episode is loosely based on the Batman No One Knows, Batman Number Two Fifty from July of nineteen seventy three, um, which contains the direct adaptation of the specific part of Batman: The Dark Knight Returns. So. You know, and this episode actually acknowledges the work of both Bill Finger, uh, Dick Sprang, and Frank Miller. Also, uh, Roger, did you happen to catch this episode? I've watched the whole series. Okay, so what was yeah, what, what did I you grew think up of watching this? it? So, what did you think of this episode? It was a good episode. Uh, I'm not really one of the big fans of the multi-era in any show, really. Um, out of I mean, I liked the Adam West one because I went back and watched it myself too, and I liked that it was okay. And then, I mean, obviously, I like Batman to begin with. I just this episode does not; it isn't one of my favorites overall. Um, but I can understand why they put on a list to show the range of Kevin Conroy. Right, exactly. Really good list. A uh, really good episode. I did enjoy it as well. Um, moving on to the next one. Do you want to take this one, Roger? No, I'll do the third one i guess because i think oh. last time it's been me and chip back and forth like the last three times okay <laughs> me complaining about it all right all right so the next one on the list is beware of the gray of gray ghost this is another episode that pays homage to the older batman stories but in a more roundabout way the gray ghost is an old show bruce used to watch when he was a kid the titular character is played by adam west who played Batman in the live-action show from the 1960s. This episode is like a dark parody of Wes's life post-Batman, wherein he is seemingly all washed up. Is there hope for this faded star yet? Batman aims to make it so. How did you guys feel about this particular episode? Uh, It it was... (laughs) Not one of my favorites, but it, it was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode, and I did like the fact that they had Adam West in it just to sort of do that whole, you know, full circle kind of thing with the me and the OG Batman. Right. And sort of not spoofing, I guess, but sort of just like doing a satirical post Batman, Batman pretty much, because I mean, it was the original Batman. But it was dark, though. Like it was like, oh well, yeah, you know, like which the whole series in a you know in a way the whole series was was really really dark. Um, but yeah, I mean this episode was it, it was okay. I, I I wouldn't say it's in my top ten, which obviously it makes sense because it being at number thirteen on this list. But you know, 
But this next episode, oh, go ahead, Raj. <laughs> <clears throat> so next on the list is uh, titled Judgment Day. Yeah. <laughs> so many Batman fans have probably wondered why Batman doesn't kill anyone. Uh, wouldn't eliminate wouldn't eliminating the Riddler, the Penguin, the Joker, and the other villains make Gotham safer? Yes, it would. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't talk about that. Um, the episode takes a look at the idea where another vigilante appears, call himself the Judge. He is out to kill these villains as they think this is the best course of action to save the city. Uh, and their identity revealed at the end may still surprise some viewers. Um, I don't want to spoil it either, so I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you guys want to say or no. No. <laughs> okay. If, um, if you say it, you'll I, I mean, ruin want, it. And it, yeah. <laughs> I want people to actually go watch it. Yeah, me it's, too. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Although the the episode itself actually brings up a pretty interesting um, question to the fact that, like, yes, Batman does not kill. So maybe someone who's like, well, why did, why is there still trouble in Gotham? Why is the Joker constantly doing this stuff? Why is Penguin? Why is Riddler? Why is Harvey Two-Face? Poison Ivy? Harley Quinn? All these villains still are out here raising hell all over the place. And Batman, is he supposed to be this superhero, but he's not doing anything. So then the new vigilante comes in and now he wants to, you know, do almost as if it's a weird, uh, I'm trying to think of the correct word to say it. Almost as if like, well, Batman, you haven't done shit. Maybe it's somebody like me can actually step in and do the job that you should have done a long time ago or something. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Almost as if it's like, you know, like, what what have you done? You know, oh, oh, you stopped, you stopped the bad guys. Okay. Okay. Are they still in prison? No. Oh, did they escape? Oh, of course they did. You know, why'd you let them escape? You know what I mean? So it's like in a roundabout way, like that's the, that's the logic that I'm thinking that this vigilante had, but Batman lives by, by, by a code of morals, you know? So, you know maybe in Batman, I think, I think there's always been that debate. It's like, you know, if, if Batman kills, what makes him any different than the ones that he's trying to stop? You he's not I mean? killing, he's not killing innocent people like the people he's trying to stop. Exactly. But was it, uh, I, I, I want, I don't remember if this was from Batman or not, but I, it's like, if, 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 if you kill, if you kill a killer, there's still the same amount of killers in the world or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the quote was. Y'all know what I'm I mean, about. yes, but then that's also false because Joker kills 20 people. I killed the Joker. That's more lives saved than killed. Right. Right. No, I agree with that. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, Such a yeah. flaw philosophy. Yeah. I mean, nobody's perfect, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, overall, this was a pretty intense episode. I would recommend this to anybody. And again, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, and ironically enough, it's the last episode of the series uh, from season three. It's the last episode of the series. Um, so if anybody wants to take a, uh, you know, take a watch on it, absolutely take, you know, take full advantage. That being yeah, said, but I, let's, I, go I, ahead. I do go recommend ahead. like, you know, yeah, check out these episodes that we're talking about. But for sure, check out the entire series if you haven't yet. Oh, or, yeah. Or if you have, just go back and rewatch it. It's so damn good. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. Um, next up on the list, you got it, Chip? I do. Next up, we're going to talk about the episode entitled Batgirl Returns. Uh, so Bat- Batgirl doesn't get a lot of episodes in the original run of the animated series. When the show shifted to the WB, she received more screen time. But that's because the show transitioned into a more family affair altogether. Of the original ones out there, this is one of the better stories. It sees Batgirl team up with the Catwoman as they investigate the theft of a valuable statue. What are Catwoman's real plans? She doesn't have anything truly malicious planned. Catwoman is just being Catwoman. Uh... And and I do think this is one of the better like Batgirl related episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course we're just talking about the the original animated series because they did a few other a, a few others after this 
where uh, Kevin Conroy was also the voice of Batman, and they did some other uh, Batgirl slash Batwoman episodes in those, but of the original series, this is definitely one of the better stories that they did for Batgirl. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean to, to which, you know, for the, the, another synopsis of it is basically Bruce Wayne is in Europe on a Wayne Enterprises uh, business tr- trip. Um, and while he's there, uh, the thief of Jade Cat statue occurs, the theft of Jade Cat statue occurs in the Gotham uh, State University. And of course, Barbara Gordon, again, uh, becomes Batgirl to investigate, running into Catwoman, who is also investigating, pointing out that the, um, see, I don't want to say that because I don't want to ruin anything. Um, but the two do eventually team up, and there's almost this, uh, not a physical, like more like an internal, like, Batgirl's like, can I really trust you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> How do I know that you don't have anything to do with this? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it, it is Catwoman. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and if you know anything about the comics or anything about the television show itself, Catwoman can be uh, very persuasive in some cases. So, Raj, what are your, what is your thoughts? Uh, it was definitely one of my more, more liked episodes because it was sort of like, I'm not going to say a side story, but it was not like a Batman episode. Um, And it did actually have a good um, story overall, just for the fact of the pairing. Uh, They had a really good dynamic overall, especially Barbara sort of being a younger vigilante, not really knowing the whole, uh, the whole Batman way, I guess is the best way to say it. Right. Exactly. Um, what's that I was saying? The enemy of my enemy is my friend <laughs> in, 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 in regards to this particular episode. Because it's clear, you know, throughout, you know, Barbara kind of doesn't trust Catwoman. And why should she? You know, it's Catwoman. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is a pretty good episode. Moving on to the very next episode on the list. We are cracking the top ten right now. Um, the, this episode is entitled Double Talk. Scarface is one of the best villains in the show, even though he is a bit more obscure to usual Batman fans. He's a puppet who resembles an old-fashioned gangster. Scarface is voiced by a ventriloquist who, like Two-Face, suffers from split personality disorder. The ventriloquist gets cured in Arkham and tries to lead a normal life afterwards. However, his puppet dude, via Scarface, keeps calling him back can he escape or is he doomed to be a villain forever so yeah this was one of those episodes where because you're you're on the border of like like these are you know driving back to his old way i mean he thinks he's completely free from the scarface persona um scarface you know scarface's old gang needing their old boss back you know begins you know to kind of like yo where you know where Scarface at you know like and it starts it, it starts working him back into that mindset of split personality like I'm you know like he is me I am him you know that whole thing how did you guys feel about this particular episode I to be honest with you I kind of forgot about this episode uh and and now I I need to go back and and watch it um, I honestly forgot about the the Scarface character. I didn't forget. I just don't understand how. I know it's Gotham, but it, a bunch of gangsters are being led by a puppet, and they're okay with that. All right. <laughs> yeah. That 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 does seem a little bit out there. Like out of all the villains and all their weirdness and illogicalness this one probably seems the most illogical a puppet ran by a dude with split personality syndrome and everybody's like you know what we're gonna follow this dude he seems like the kind of guy that can lead us right 
Where's I the mean, guy at orientation be like, oh, hold up, our boss is a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Uh, but you uh, have we got to some be, crazy people. Nah, but, come on. But, but you have to be like some some weird twisted genius in a sense to convince people to follow a puppet. You have to have some crazy. That's got to be sales pitch of the year. Also, how did he kick <laughs> out crimes himself? Well, maybe he committed the crime by proxy. Other people committed the crimes for him, you know, like Charles Manson. I don't like Chip. I don't think I remember this episode much at all. I actually do have to go back and watch it because I can't remember how he carries out crimes. Yeah, I, 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 I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch this one now. Go this back one, and watch I, it. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because of it being the puppet or or what as to why I, i've just put this one out of my brain but yeah i definitely have to go back and watch it like i remember it like i remember the puppet and everything like but i don't remember the episode enough like yeah it randomly pops in my head like like he's not like the puppet master he's not the puppet king or the puppet master where he can actually turn people to puppets and control them he is a puppet himself well, right. it doesn't make sense to me so i'm i really don't remember this episode at all like that. I remember the dude that looks like a diesel out Dilbert in the background of a Ventriloquist. Motherfucker said a diesel out Gilbert. He does look like Gilbert. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, that's great. I didn't put two and two together until you said something. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. That's what makes it funny. All right. We'll okay. move on to the next one. <laughs> move on to the next one. I think it's you, Raj. Um, it is, and I think this might actually be this is definitely my top three episodes. Uh this episode is Deep Freeze. So Mr. Freeze is one of the all time great villains in a show, and probably one of Batman's best villains actually ever. Um that's because he's a sympathetic uh character and Freeze doesn't want to kill or hurt anyone on purpose. He becomes a criminal only to steal money to then invest in research to save his beloved Nora from her disease. And in this episode, it finds Freeze dealing with an eccentric billionaire named Grant Walker. He promised to cure Nora if Freeze builds him a cryogenic suit like his. However, not everything is as it seems. Um, yeah, I mean, Dr. Doctor, Doctor, Dr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze in general for me is just one of my favorite... Uh, Batman villain probably is my favorite Batman villain to be honest. Uh, he doesn't get enough love and recognition because of Arnold Schwarzenegger's horrible reenactment of him. No, tonight's you're, forecast you're... a freeze is coming. Yeah, you're oh, right that. there. Uh... <laughs> fucking rude. Turned him, turned a turned a giant brilliant man with a true sympathetic story to a stupid one line cheese machine. Well. What a lot of people don't realize is he probably has the most logical reason for doing what he's doing than any yep. of the uh, the rogue gallery. Yeah, uh, yeah, because the Joker was just he just wants insane. chaos. He wants chaos. He's the, he's an anarchist in a sense. Um, he fucking Penguin was you know wanting you know. Want to take over the world, you know, stuff like that. You know, more like, you know, two, Harvey Two Face was had the split personality disorder. Harley Quinn was a fucking nut job. Um, no, she wasn't a nut job. She got poisoned by Joker. She, pretty much, she became a nut job because of the Joker, right? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Victor Freeze, his whole, his whole mo was to save his wife. You know, and. I mean, you say what you want about the shitty Batman and Robin movie, but Victor Freeze, it, they kept that whole thing with, you know, him being there, his, you know, his wife being in that glass cylinder, you know, and him saying, like, soon we'll be together again soon. Like, God, shut up, Arnold. You, you can't do that, you know. But, yeah, I mean, like what you guys said, he has a very legitimate reason for the things that he does yeah oh 
All right, let's move on. Right. Uh, I was expecting yeah. something else. Uh, no, no, I was expecting no, no. I, mean, I was agreeing with you. He, like <laughs> I said it from the beginning, he's the he has the most logical reason. Like all he wants to do is is to, to save his wife. The you know the the one person in all of the world that he he truly loves, and like I. I I could see myself being Mr. Freeze if something was to happen to my wife. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that being said, let's move on to the very next episode. You got it, Bubba. Next up, we're going to talk about the episode entitled Harley and Ivy. So this is another one of, as Roger would say, kind of a side quest almost. Um, (laughs) So it, it's another female uh, pair-up episode. This time it's all villains, though. Harley finally realizes that the Joker is a jerk who doesn't appreciate her. She tries <laughs> she tries to go out on her own, but she eventually runs into Poison Ivy. The two then decide to wreak havoc together. There are a lot of good stories outside this animated series that showcase the potential between these two villains. And it all started right here with the episode Harley and Ivy. Now, Harley Quinn's new cartoon is proof of that. Uh, and if you haven't seen that, like, definitely give it a shot. Um, but it's, it's, on, it's on HBO Max, right? Yeah, do not watch it with the kids. It is not a children's uh, flick. Not at all. Okay. okay. Do not watch that one with the kids. <laughs> I won't watch it with the kids. <laughs> uh raj did did you uh see this episode yeah i mean i watched them all yeah um i sort of do remember this one um which is weird to me that they decided to do the show the new show pretty much based on this episode um i know there's a comic line uh, harvey and ivy comic line but i mean i feel like it all spurred from this episode oh yeah it 100% like, it's did. just because I think that comic line came out. I'm, I'm going to probably get the years wrong, but I feel like it was within five years of the episode coming out. And then it just sort of, I guess, gained traction over time. And I know they've done a long run over and over again of a few of them of Harvey and Ivy, uh, Harley, sorry, and Ivy. <clears throat> but I have not watched the new series yet. Um, I know it's. Um, it's last season, I think. Now, um, uh, or do you have a little more? I, I, I think it's. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think they're gonna do more. Uh, but it's I don't also know with how those... Discovery's canceling everything. Yeah, that's true. They canceled the good shows and kept the bad one. I don't get that. Yeah, you could have had another couple seasons of The Ranch. Come on. What? No, 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 you no, could. That has nothing. That, that has nothing to do with. I'm just saying they cancel good. You say they cancel good shows. Yeah, Discovery. Yeah. They're canceling. They canceled Young Justice. They've canceled oh, other for, stuff like for that. For some reason, I thought you said Netflix. I'm sorry. I thought you said Netflix. I apologize. I, I yeah. should be paying more attention. What? <laughs> wait, wait, this has nothing to do with. You said they canceled. You know what? Fuck it. Go ahead. Move on. But yeah. Uh. Well. Well. Um. I'm so. Confused now. All right, but uh, yes, they. I feel like this show did spur all that going. I literally said Discovery is canceling all the good shows. I said the word Discovery. Okay, well, I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, this show is really. uh, This episode is really good. I did like it a lot. Um, it was a good side episode overall. Um. I do have to wait. I'm, I was going to wait for the show to finish because I knew it was either coming to an end or will be coming to an end for the way the track record's going over there. But I'll, I'll watch it. Um, I'm actually trying to finish a bunch of shows on HBO right now before they're just randomly gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we, we can, we can. I, I am as well. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we can move it on. I mean, can I not give my opinion on this episode? I thought you did talk about it. <laughs> I thought it was a good episode. Like what you guys said. I mean, the, the side quest episodes, which sometimes the side quest episodes can be good if they're done, like we said, done the right way. 
And um, yeah, like what you, I'm, yeah, my kids can't watch the uh, <laughs> the, the new Harley Quinn. Um, but now yeah, moving on to the next one. This next one, I remember this one very specifically. It's called Almost Got Him. Is the name of the episode. This is another anthology uh, episode. Like uh, Legends. Uh, hold on. Time, time out. Not to, not to cut you off. Roger, they did just uh, renew Harley Quinn for a fourth season. And mm-hmm. um, they have a 44-minute standalone uh, movie called uh, Harley Quinn, A Very Problematic Valentine's Day, coming out in February. Ooh, I wonder if it's based on the Harley... Um comic it's not it's a valentine comic it's not the same exact name but it's a really good actual line uh, i know what or, you're talking I guess about one off not line but one off but who knows i mean they have a lot of material to work with <coughs> yeah all right sorry about that talent go ahead no, you're good. Uh, Almost Got Him is the name of the next episode. Now, this is an anthology episode like Legends of the Dark Knight. It sees the Penguin, Killer Croc, the Joker, and Poison Ivy all sitting around a table playing poker together. Ivy actually crashes the party, which is a fun intro. Eventually, they all start telling stories about how they almost killed Batman. Killer Croc's story may be the funniest because all he did was throw a rock at him. <laughs> there, is an, there is an interesting reason for all of these stories. However, it would be a disservice to, to the fans to spoil them. I'm not going to say shit about the ending of it, but it is a very, very good episode, I think. Um, now, interesting side note for this particular episode is that it was influenced by a four-issue story arc in Batman uh, 291 to 294 back from 1977 entitled Where You Were on the Night Batman Was Killed, in which the four-story arc, one from Catwoman, Riddler, and the Joker, all recount their claims to have killed Batman. However, the plot for Almost Got Him is quite different it's six stories in one and four completely different ones in the comic book with only the Joker being the overlapping antagonist for both the comic and the TV show. Now, another side note is that Two-Face's strategy in the almost in the almost got him strapping down Batman to a giant coin, flipping the coin in the air, you know, that whole thing. Um that was taken from World's Finest Comics number 30 from September of 1947 in a backup tale before uh, in, in a backup tale, both Batman and Robin were both tied to the giant penny that was uh, catapulted into Spikes, but a lesser-known villain named Penny Plunder. Um, so, yeah, those are some side notes for it. But what did you guys think of the episode Almost Got Him? Uh, <clears throat> go ahead, go ahead. I, I was going to say, um, I'm... Sometimes I like anthology episodes and sometimes I don't. Uh, and this is one of the times I didn't really like it because I wanted them to go a little more in depth with each story. Uh, if that makes sense. No, it, it makes sense. I mean, you, you can only do so much with like a 22 minute runtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it would have been better had they, um, made it a two-parter or or just broke it up and and had each one as their own right what do you say Raj? um the thing is like i know the comic uh that refers to and everything like that uh is this really only just one episode though i thought it was two episodes it's it's one single episode Wow. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of weird. To, I, I don't know why I felt it was a two-parter. But yeah, um, it definitely um, is sort of based on like that comic is saying. Uh, I just think it's weird that they did it. Like you said, they did the anthology as a one-parter and they try to fit all the stories into one. It really should have been a one episode per retelling. 
um, especially for the 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 reason reasons I guess or reason in general, but it is a fun little episode for the most part. If you haven't, if you're a casual fan of Batman, I guess you would like this one. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to say. It's been so long since I've seen it. I like I said, I thought it was a two-parter myself, but I might have to go back and rewatch this one too, just to give it a fair assessment again. Yeah. With that being said, let's move on to the very next one. Raj, go ahead. Uh, yes, the next episode is another one that I actually do like and remember. Um, and it is A Bullet for Bullock. Um, and it is a great noir detective story that stars everyone's frank, uh, favorite cranky cop, Harvey Bullock. Why does Batman have so many people named Harvey in it? Uh, so someone is trying to off Officer Bullock. So he asks Batman for help begrudgingly, and Bullock can't Bullock can't tell the department because he's afraid of internal affairs. So who did try to kill him multiple times? Um there see, I don't even want to read this part. Um Yeah, I would uh, read it. Yeah, I'm not reading the part. Don't read it, don't read it, don't read it. Because if uh, you read it, it will Yeah, it ruins it will the episode sort of. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is actually one of the funnest, funny, sorry, and saddest reveals in the series overall. Um, is that stripped, that's ripped straight from the comic of everything that's going on to Officer Bullock. Um, yeah. And going back from memory, it really was, it was a really good overall detective, like who done it story overall to begin with. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to get into it without saying a thing and end up ruining it right yeah. i will i will say though it is based on the uh, comic of the same name detective comics 651 from uh, october of uh, 1992 by chuck dixon and I, interesting side note to this one this episode actually won a 1996 daytime emmy award for outstanding music direction and composition so this particular episode of uh, of uh, batman the animated series is an emmy winner so there you go and when you watch it, you can kind of tell why. And the music, without getting too much into the actual story so people can actually watch it and be surprised, are you – did the music not fit that episode perfectly? Yeah. Yeah, it really did. And I, like I said, it's, it's probably one of the ones I remember easily. It's probably just because of how good overall it is from everything, the story and the – um, the act, voice acting, of course, but also like the music does go with it perfectly. It is a true noir style episode. Yeah, yeah. All right. That being said, let's move on to the very next one on the list. Go ahead, Chip. Um, next one on the list is the episode entitled "The Man Who Killed Batman." Uh, now, viewers watching the show chronologically will have to wait some time to get to one of the Batman the Animated Series best episodes titled The the Man Who Killed Batman, of course. The title alone is worth the click to see what happens. But boy, does it deliver on that immediate interest. What would happen if someone believed that they accidentally killed Batman? That's the core premise of the show's 51st episode, which focuses on a man named Sidney Debris and his adventures in Gotham City with none of the biggest, baddest, or most dangerous threats to the city being able to overcome Batman. It's clear no one would believe a normal gang member and criminal could even come close to vanquishing the Dark Knight, right? Right. So, um, earlier when we were talking about Almost Got Him, it sort of ties, the comic that it's based on, the episode it's based on, is also part of the comic that The Man Who Killed Batman is based on. So right. I think it's so weird that they spent, they were, this is the 51st, and like, 
almost got it was like in the 30 so it's weird that they spent almost like 20 something episodes on one comic separated so much right yeah i'm not sure why they did that but i mean i'm sure there was some kind of reasoning behind that and maybe that's why i thought almost got with a two-porter because i feel like I don't know, maybe I just remember them being in order like next to each other, but they're not. No. So I don't know. Almost Got Him was the 46th episode, so literally it was five episodes before this one. Oh, 46? I thought it was 36. No, it was five episodes before, but even still, like what you said, I mean, it does kind of like, you know, I think if they switched the titles, it may have made more sense, if that makes sense. (laughs) Almost Got Him was episode 35 of season one. Right, I understand that, but I'm just never mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it pretty and and Squid, his his nickname is Squid in the uh, in the uh, in the episode. You know, Sidney Debris, you know, believes that he killed Batman, you know, by accident. But it's like, like it, it, when he when he gets involved with like the gangs all over Gotham, he tries to tell the Joker and Rupert Thorn and all them, and of course they don't believe him. You know what I mean? Because like, I, hell, if I can't kill Batman, you sure as hell can't do it. You know what I mean? So, right. You know, um, which yeah, that uh, that definitely uh, would make the most sense. Um, but that being said, uh, who's a yeah, chip? I think it's you next, Bubba. No, it's just, you next. Yeah, he just read that one. Oh yeah, I got this one. This one is The Joker's Favor. Now, The Joker's Favor is one of the most unique episodes of the series, despite Batman taking a back seat. It instead stars an ordinary nobody named Charlie Collins. One day, he gets mad and tries to run a car off the road. The Joker was inside that car, unbeknownst to him. Big mistake. So instead of killing Charlie, the Joker asked him to do him a small favor in the future without ruining anything let's just say that it's never a good idea to mess with a nobody uh yeah i will definitely ruin this if i uh tell you guys the synopsis and it it would not it would not be it would not be a a good thing but what how do you how do you guys feel about this particular episode i actually don't remember this one I remember this clip from like I remember this image, but I don't remember the actual episode myself. Uh, no, I don't either. Um, I remember this episode. Yeah, I really don't like. That's kind of weird. It's a side story based on pretty much on a Joker and some random dude. It it shows how in a weird in a weird way it shows how sadistic he could be. So. But yeah, I mean that's all, that's almost that far ruined for anybody else who hasn't seen it. It it, it it is a good episode if you uh, if you get a chance to watch it. I'll probably go back and rewatch. I'm this makes me want to go back and watch a, a lot of these episodes on this list and maybe some that we, we we won't be talking about soon. Um, but anyway, so that being said, though, now that we've talked about this, let's move on to the very next one. Roger, go ahead. Um. So yes, next on the list is. I think I remember this episode. I gotta go through it, but I remember this image for sure too. But it's uh, the episode titled "Perchance to Dream," um, and the idea of wanting to see what Bruce Wayne's life would have looked like if his parents were never killed is something retreaded um, by comic fans all the time. And the focus of an episode of Batman the Animated Series called "Perchance to Dream" is sort of what it's based on. Uh, in this, the thirtieth episode of the animated show. Bruce wakes up to experience that exact uh, thought experiment. Not only is he not Batman, but he happens to be seemingly happy and married to Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his parents are also alive and well. At this point in pop culture, dream episodes or stories are exhaustive and lackluster, but this episode takes the trope and does something captivating with it and actually tells a, a flipping story. Um, I do remember the episode vaguely. I do remember things here and there, but 
I hate that it's like right in the middle of the season and it's sort of just a, no, a nothing episode overall, unfortunately. Would it have made more sense if it was like towards the end of the, of a, of a season? Uh, I mean, not really. Because at this point, we had, we were 30, this is the episode, uh, shoot. Episode 26 trying, of season one. That's weird, because the blurb says the 30th episode. It says right here, this is episode number season one, episode 26. Um, but yes, it is. No, no, it, here it says, why the hell does it have two different? Because here it's here on the on the list page it has it at thirty, but when you click on the annotation, it says it's episode twenty six. That doesn't make sense. Oh well. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm just trying to remember. I feel like it was just at a wrong position to be on. It's all right. Like it was just a weirdly placed uh, episode. Yeah, um, I vaguely remember this one, and I remember, I, I vaguely remember watching it and being like, uh, this is kind of in an odd place. Yeah. Was this the introduction of the Mad Hatter in the series? I think so. I think it was too, but I can't remember 100% if it, if it was or not. No, 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 I'm sorry. It was it was earlier. Mad as a Hatter, that was episode 27. But this one's supposed to be episode 26. Yeah. Whatever the episode it was, it, it's it, he's around that time. <laughs> Sometimes people. But anywho. That being said, let's move on to the next one on the list. Uh, here we go. Go ahead, Chip. Oh, next one is um, it's, uh, Hello? Okay. I, 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 I lost my place in the list. I'm sorry. We're on number three, You're number correct? Two. Two. Number, number two. two. Okay. I, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I no, you're good, man. On, you're good. It, this is what I get from multitasking while we're recording. Um, <laughs> so the 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 next one up on the list is uh, Feet of Clay. Uh, so sure, Batman is known for having arguably the best collection of villains in the entirety of superhero entertainment. I agree with that statement. But outside oh, of the yes. Joker, they rarely get the spotlight they deserve. I also agree with that statement. Um, that's where the two-part episode called Feet of Clay shines and deserves credit for being one of Batman the Animated Series' best episodes. So it serves as the origin story for Clayface, and it tells it in a way in which the audience empathizes with the villain. We live in a world where people are looking for acceptance. And Matt Hagen is a man whose livelihood was ruined when he was disfigured in a car accident. What makes it truly sad and captivating is that everyone can relate to the idea of doing anything within their power to continue striving towards the goals and dreams they've wished to accomplish their entire life. I again agree with that statement. I also absolutely loved that they made this a two-part episode and yep. took took a good amount of time to to really introduce us to Matt Hagen and Clayface because uh, you really get to learn who the the two are and why. Clayface does what he does. Uh, he kind of ranks up there at in in my opinion, uh, not quite to the level of uh, Mister Freeze, uh, but very similar because you know 
there there's not a person on this planet who can say that they would not do everything in their power to to be accepted uh for for who they feel they are right um this was also was this the introduction of lucas fox lucius fox also in this uh episode uh, it may have been. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because Bruce was framed for attempting to to murder him. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I'm not positive if if that if Lucius Fox was introduced in this episode or not. Uh, but I do remember the the Clayface story, and it may very well right. have been. Uh, because Clayface. I'm not positive, but he he may have you know turned into Batman and tried to kill somebody. Uh, Maybe who knows? <laughs> but he 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 has done that in in several episodes. So I don't remember if this is that particular one. Right. All right, Roger. What about you, Bubba? Um, <clears throat> no, it, it's definitely one of my favorite episodes, and I do like that it is a two-parter, and it does give you a good background and character development overall for um, Clayface. I do agree with the sentiment that there are other villains outside of Joker uh, that deserve more spotlight. Um, I still believe that Mr. Freeze needs to be redeemed from that horrible Tim Burton movie. Um, yes. Um, Clayface definitely needs to get some recognition because he's such a, he's such a smart villain and it's hard to really beat him. Um, for the simple fact that he, he's pretty much a shapeshifter. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I do like the episode gave him so much depth and, sort of explored a better villain than just giving another Joker episode. Cause Joker actually has a, like a good amount of episodes also in the series, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I thought, well, the two, the fact that they made it a two parter made it that much more, um, but it's cause it's like the way the, the way the first one ends and I'm not going to ruin it. The way the first part one ends, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. It, you anticipate like I want to know what happens next. What happens next? What happens next? You know, you know, with Matt Hagen and what he's you know going to do the whole deal with Bruce Wayne and the whole situation with Lucius Fox, like that. Something that's you're like, oh man, I really want to see what happens next. You know. That being said, let's move on to the number one episode, or at least number one on this particular countdown. It is called Heart of Ice. Batman, the animated series, has withstood the test of time and is considered one of the best animated series of all time to this day for a variety of reasons. One major aspect that led to this is the writing of the show, featuring a committed, featuring a commitment to not shying away from serious tone and heartbreaking stories. Animation is often considered a medium of entertainment only for children, but one of the Batman the Animated Series best episodes proves this to be categorically false. Heart of Ice is the 14th overall episode of the show and focuses on Mr. Freeze and his tragic backstory. Villains can often be comically hy hyperbolic, but this episode showcases how one man's love can consume him entirely for better or worse. Yeah, kind of kind of similar in a way to uh deep, the deep freeze episode but a little bit more in depth and a little bit more detailed well this um, one came out first exactly um you know very much detailed very much uh you know and like what we talked about we talked about the writing uh again this episode won a 1993 daytime emmy award for outstanding writing in an animated uh program so so it's def it's definitely um, considered one of the best episodes. How do you guys feel about this particular episode? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the the best episodes. I I would have to do a lot of of thinking to to say what I think would be a better episode. Um, but this is definitely uh, up there as one of the very best. Right, I think it, I think it is too. Absolutely. Um, we already know what I think about Mister Freeze in general, and this is definitely the episode to sort of convince people that he is he's he's right in his motive, but wrong in the way he executes about it. it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this man truly loves his wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, love will make you do things that, you know, that you normally would not do. But he obviously felt the need that he needs to do these things to save his, and again, do what you have to do, you know? Um so yeah, so that's definitely one. Let me ask this last question though before we end the program tonight. Were there any other episodes that you remember from Batman the Animated Series that you enjoyed? Oh god, there's somebody in there. That that's like asking should I watch this series ever? It's yeah. just so good. Um there's 85 episodes to remember each one. Um, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a specific episode, but I cannot find the. Uh, I'm look. Okay, it was it was it was it was the third episode. Uh, it was it was the episode "Nothing to Fear." Batman encounters the Scarecrow and attempts to fool his scheme to burn down Gotham University, but in the process exposes exposed to Scarecrow's fear gas and is forced to face his own guilt over the death of his parents. Um, I'm I'm one of the very rare people, and I'm, I'm you two are probably going to give me shit for this, but Scarecrow is one of my favorite antagonists from the Batman series. Just because of the mind games that he can play, the fact that he can bring out your fears using the the gas, using the the, the toxin that he uses, um, you know, it's because it's playing on your fears. You know, it's like if someone can bring out your deepest, darkest fears, they put you in your most vulnerable state, and then they can do whatever they want to do, in a sense. Um, but the fact that in this particular episode, nothing to fear where Scarecrow exposes Batman and then Batman having to deal with and overcome the guilt that he has because of the death of his parents. You know, to me that it, it, it to me, I think it's a really very good and well-told episode in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know that I'd give you shit over that. I'm just, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, Scarecrow is a really good uh, character. Yeah, I mean, he can be. Just like the movie, the the Christopher Nolan movies didn't really do him too much justice. I mean, they didn't do him badly, but they didn't do too much of what he actually can be. You know, my favorite version of the Scarecrow was in bat was in the uh, the Arkham was in the Batman Arkham games, the video games. Well, yeah, they give him more. They able to do more with him. Exactly. That's why I, I enjoyed that version of him way, way more. You know. Um, but um. <coughs> oh God! Bless you. <laughs> <coughs> the stupid cough still won't go away. Right. Uh, maybe I'm dying. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, let's it's not fine. Say that. Yeah, let's uh, not say that. I mean, we're all dying eventually. You know, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, but, but mean, uh, kind of, you know, I, I need you to stay alive a little bit longer. <laughs> we don't need to speed up the process. I mean, that's what McDonald's made for, right? Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, I even though I don't even fucking eat McDonald's. Um, one of my favorite episodes from season one that I remember is the Zaytana episode, but 
that's probably my favorite female hero from DC is Atena, so I'm very biased towards that episode. Um, it's the one where she gets framed of stealing stuff while she's on stage performing her quote-unquote magic. Um, so Batman has to like sort of disprove that it was her that was doing it, and don't really want to see much more besides that. Yeah, because you'll no, yeah, you're you're right. That that is a a good episode, and it's really good not to to uh, ruin that one. Right. Uh, do you guys remember um, episode four of season two, Avatar? Um, with uh, Raja Ghul and uh, Talia, where they find that uh, that Egyptian scroll that was donated to the Gotham Museum. Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's, I mean, I liked it. It was all right. <coughs> yeah, I Ugh. thought the. Uh, I don't think that they have done Raza Ghoul justice in in any of the the Batman shows. Uh, that character is so intriguing. Like if you've read the comics. Um, mm-hmm. the they just the the cl- I can't even say that the closest they got was Liam Neeson in Batman Begins, but that one was was pretty pretty close. Uh, there's just so much to that character. Um, I wish they would do that character justice. Who do you think would be a I mean, you mentioned Liam oh, Neeson. I mean, and he Liam Neeson he played Liam Neeson was a good Ra's al Ghul, uh, but I, I just need more. It's hard to describe without giving too much away to people who don't know who Ra's al Ghul is. Um, I, I need I need more of him. Like Liam Neeson played that character good. And and I think he could play it better uh, if the story was written better for that character. I think I just think it's there's certain characters that are better made for a series and some that can be made in for a movie. Rosal yeah. Gould is definitely one of them that can yeah. be for a series, not a movie. Um, uh, another episode that I really liked um, was the first one for season two, where Bane is first. The pretty much the Bane episode, um, where him and Batman fight, introducing us to a really good Bane. Mm, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but let's stop ruining spoiling episodes. Um, just need people to go out there and watch it, please. Just go yes. and watch the show. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Batman the animated series, it, it, it is one of the it's one of the best comic to cartoon adaptations um, ever, in my personal opinion. I think it's one of the best uh, comic book anything. Batman. I mean, you know, you can talk about the movies, you can talk about the the TV shows, you can talk about the comic books and stuff. Batman the animated series is one of one of the best renditions of Batman as a character. Um, like what we said, if you go watch it, go seek out these episodes, go seek out all the episodes, go seek out all three seasons. It really is a good uh, series to watch. And um, yeah, man, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy, man, the voice, the Batman. Um, yeah, you know, thoughts and prayers to his uh, family and condolences to his family. Um, you know, rest in peace. We're going to miss you. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode. What are some of your favorite Batman the Animated Series episodes? Tell us on all of our social media platforms. Send us a message, an email, a message, anything you guys want to do. Let us know what you guys are feeling. Um, also, check out the uh, the Movement Radio Facebook fan page. Uh, let us know there. Um, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. And uh, who's sponsoring t- the show tonight, Raj? Well, shit, I don't have the list up, and we just got another sponsor. <laughs> so, yes, um, we just added another sponsor. Yes, we did. Yeah, so uh, go ahead, tell tell everybody all the sponsors. Uh, well, 
uh, we got our good friends over at GearAnime.com. Thank you for being down with us for a very, very long time. Shout out to Audible. Shout out to Zoo Lily. Shout out to Just Cash, uh, yeah, uh, Just Cash Clothing. Uh, Elementor. Uh, what's the other one? Get Response. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember all these two. Shut up. The new one. The, I'll get to the new one in a second. Canva. Um, trying to think of uh entertainment yeah entertainment earth that's all the eight and now the new one w.gg it is a uh how would you describe it <laughs> it's basically a a a supplement formula um you know it's got amazing flavors that you guys can uh can get uh dra- uh dragon uh fruit fl- all these type of flavors you got uh dragonade uh, Dub Sludge, Galaxy Grenade, uh, Beach and Peach um, has all sorts of different uh, products that you guys can choose from. It's got you can buy shaker cups, you can buy uh, tub bundles. Um, there's a whole lot you can buy stickers, t-shirts, hats, all different things that you guys can uh, do. Uh, do we have a link for this one? Because I really don't want to go, go all straight into yes, it. Yes, we do. All right, hit hit them with the link because I really don't know. I don't have the link. It'll be in the description, just like the link, other ones. Link in the description. Yes. Yes, I'm def- that dra- that dragon fruit pink strawberry lemonade is what I got my eye on. Yeah, I'm and, a big and, fan of dragon fruit. So make sure that you use the promo code. Uh, you get ten percent off your purchase, no matter how yes. big or small. Ten percent off your purchase with promo code. I think it's Movement Radio. Uh, I have to double check, but the promo code will be in the link as well. Like. Like we we're saying, we literally just got this this new partnership Today. deal with <laughs> W. Uh, I mean, maybe an hour or so before we recorded. It's right. Yeah, I mean, super <laughs> but, new. Yeah. So it's, there's new new tropics, uh, vitamins. There's no sugar. There's no calories. There's no artificial flavors or sweeteners. No uh, maltodextrin. I don't speak science. I don't know what that is, uh, but it is the it is America's tastiest gaming drink of the year 2022. Go check it out. Um, people, it's it's been uh, it's been uh, displayed on Twitch, Facebook, gaming, caffeine, YouTube. It's been all over the place. Uh, yeah, that's w.gg. Um, I guess uh, use the promo code Movement Radio at checkout. Get 10 percent off uh, your first order. Um, so yeah, it's it's energy. Go check it out. Hope you guys enjoy it. That being said, shout out to Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash unleash demon, all the big homies over at These Ninjas Podcast, Damon Smith with Cover Two Sports, Sean Miller with Should I Watch That, Cubs or Cubs or Cosplay Photography. I'm running out of breath. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning into this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. And for one last time, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. We miss you. We love you. Let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.